I feel like I almost forgot how to set up the microphone to get going on this podcast that I guess is called Tipping Pitches. Um, when we were just debating about who was going to start off the podcast about 30 seconds ago, I was thinking in my head, oh, maybe I'll start it off by saying I forgot how to do all of this. <laughs> so it's good to see that our minds are still in sync after like a month off. Did you expect anything else? We're not coming up with revolutionary ideas here. <laughs> uh, no, we are not. Seriously, it's been a while though. Tipping Pitches is back on the air finally after a slight unannounced hiatus seriously we've patted our back we've patted ourselves on the back so many times about how we've been able to keep up a weekly schedule with this through thick and thin no matter what no matter when we've been on separate (laughs) coasts and then like you know one measly graduation rolls around and we wait like three and a half weeks to do a new episode (laughs) i think it's reasonable if there's ever a time for us to stop doing it us uh graduating at a um, major life milestone is a pretty good reason to do that. Are you telling me the next time that I want us to take a break from the podcast, I have to graduate from college again? Yeah, yeah, you have to go to graduate school is what I'm telling you. (laughs) We're never stopping the podcast then because I don't have that kind of money. (laughs) But uh, tipping pitches stopped, but baseball rolled on without us. We have missed quite a lot of stuff, if we're being quite honest. Yeah, unfortunately for the Mets and for me as a fan, baseball kept going because it was a lot better the last time we did an episode and it wasn't even good then, but now it's just terrible. I know, like the whole landscape of the game has shifted in some regards, like the Mariners are in second place now. What? We're not even going to talk about that, but that's freaking weird. They were in first for a little while. It's James Paxton, man. It's the Eagle. It's the year of destiny. Yeah, pretty much. Do you know they're making that into a bobblehead? Are they really? Yeah, it's going to be like they're doing James Paxton bobblehead night or whatever, and it's going to have an eagle landing on him in it. I love it. Sure. Why not, man? I mean, honestly, you're you're all the way up there on like the Pacific Northwest. You have no one else around you. You're bored. I guess those (laughs) are the bobbleheads you end up making. Yeah. Yeah. They need a team in Portland to hang out with. Yeah. And riff with. I, I mean, bobbleheads never look like the actual player, so I guess... The eagle will be sort of like an identifier of him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. they all look like the exact same guy. Just like generic white guy, square chin. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but anyway, yeah, how how the hell are you, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Got that new job. So just uh, back on that grind, mostly. Um, I'm excited to actually be able to watch baseball again because that has just not been a thing for me. I will just get my periodic alerts that Mookie Betts homered again, and that's be, been the extent of my baseball intake, really. Yeah, it's like, like oh, Mookie Betts homered, the world is still spinning, everything is fine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. It's The weather is nice here for a little while. I feel like we're getting our delayed spring. I'm uh, I'm going to the Phillies game tomorrow. They're playing the Brewers. Good, and give, so, us some, give us some updates. Yeah, I'll do a little, I guess it'll be today, for those of us who are listening to this on the day that it comes out. But we're <laughs> recording this on a Thursday and I'm going to that the weekend series for the Phillies against the Brewers. Who are the Brewers are actually good now? 
Yeah. Uh, Are they? <laughs> I don't know. I suppose that's what happens when like you sign all of the good players that no one else wanted to sign. Yeah, it turns out that actually works. Yeah, you don't have to sign Bryce Harper and Clayton Kershaw in the same offseason to be good. You can sign the players that are good the year before. <laughs> also, but, uh, you, can, you can reap the benefits of the Marlins just wanting to offload the best outfield in baseball. That helps uh, too. Yeah, that's true. Ask the Yankees about that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Freaking Giancarlo hit one 119 yesterday. Good God. I want to know like what the ball ever did to him. Like, Did it bully him in middle school? <laughs> Cause he just looks so angry. Speaking of bullies, did you see? Uh, did you see his at bat against Mike Fires the other day? No. Although um, Mike Fires pitching, still starting. I know, right? Well, if I don't know if you remember this, but um, maybe three years ago, I think it was like 2014 or something, maybe 2015, 2014. Mike Fires hit Giancarlo Stanton in the face, um, and yeah, ended why he started his wearing the, the he, shield. Yeah, he started wearing the shield, um, ended his season, obviously, and uh, and Giancarlo, I guess they uh, the Yankees were playing the Tigers the other day, and Mike Fires in like the the second at bat. Mike Fires is on the Tigers. Yeah, right? Of course. Of course, Ron Gardenhire is like, this is the guy I want. <laughs> Mike Fires hit uh, Stanton on the elbow, and Stanton got upset and like kind of started walking towards him. Um, and Fires is like, I'm not trying to hit you, dude. And of course, he's not trying to hit him. Mike Fires is bad. He doesn't know where the ball is going. <laughs> um, but I guess when you've been hit in the face once by that guy, uh, I would have the same reaction. And then, of course, Stanton comes up the next bat and hits a bomb off of him and points to him as he crosses home plate. <laughs> You would also have to be, I think, like an utter psycho to want to hit Giancarlo Stan and draw him out to the mouth for a fight. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. The dude could rip your literally, literally rip your head off. Yeah. Seriously. I would not. I would just throw like three dribblers on the outside corner to Giancarlo, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Here, fourth pitch. I'm just gonna lob it right over the middle." Just do what my, you want to do. My, hum- my humble offering. I, I give this to you. <laughs> Please don't take more than you need to. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's good. He's good at baseball still. Turns out we went away for a month and he still knows how to hit the baseball in a way that no one else knows how to. Uh yep. And the Yankees are good. Uh yeah, the Yankees are still good. God, they've won they're playing six ninety baseball right now in nice. the middle of June. And they're in second place. Are they? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, God. Meanwhile, the A's would be in like first place if they were playing in the AL Central right now. Oh no, technically they're no, they're back into first place now. Oh, Although so all is right in the world. The Red Sox have a three game lead in the win column. The Yankees have just played no games. <laughs> because of like all the rain that happened and the cold weather and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. They're uh, they're forty and eighteen. The Red Sox are forty three and twenty. This is us just like catching up on baseball over the last few weeks, in looking, real at the, time. Looking, looking at the standings, being like, "Uh huh." And the Indians are in first place. That's cool. You want to uh, hear something funny? What? As I'm looking at the AL East, the Orioles are 19 and 41, and two of those 19 wins came in a two-game sweep of the Mets. Yeah, that actually is funny if you think about it. <laughs> Dylan Bundy shut them out over seven plus. Good God. Dylan Bundy, the guy who gave up freaking 13 runs without getting an out. <laughs> My life yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll give you ample time to rant and rave about the Mets later in this podcast. I know that we'll give you all the airtime you need for that. Yeah. Back to I'm gonna go see the Phillies tomorrow. So I'll give you guys some live tipping pitches, Twitter updates. So follow us on Twitter if you're not already following us on Twitter, <laughs> which 
if you're not following us on Twitter and you're listening, I have I want to interview you. How did you find us? Yeah, seriously, right? It's gonna be Julius Chassin versus Vince Velasquez. That's not oh a great my. matchup. <laughs> wow, have fun with that one. It's gonna be some runs. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to the Marlins Park actually. That that happened over the break. That's a cool yeah. ballpark. Yeah, tell me about it. It it was really the the only entertaining thing about the whole day. It was like Wei Ying Chen through like seven shutout innings or something like that against the Nationals. Bryce Harper like struck out three times. It was a very boring baseball game. Yeah, it was a uh, you don't like to see zeros put up against a team like the Nationals because that's not really why I went to go see the Nationals. But yeah, whatever, man. The ballpark's cool. Didn't you tell me that they don't open the top deck? Uh, yep. Did you go on a weekend or a weekday? Uh, on a weekend. Wow. <laughs> right. That's rough, man. Honestly, I was still a little impressed. I mean, there must have been... Uh, I mean, I'm terrible with estimate, estimates, but there must have been... Here's an estimate. <laughs> but there must have been like 10,000 people there or something like that, which is honestly... Like, the A's have had games this year where they've drawn 7,000, so... That's, I guess, not the worst thing in the world. I mean, the Marlins are his, like historically bad. Yeah, in terms, in terms of, of attendance. On, yeah, and yeah, in terms of, but also just their on-field product. I mean, who are you rooting for on that team? If are you a Marlins fan listening? I think we've asked this before, but please tell me who's on the Marlins right now because I don't know. Lewis Brinson, man. Yeah, true. Who's hitting it's like literally he's hitting like have one one ninety? <laughs> he's got eight home runs, man. He's shown that power. Yeah, true. Their their featured guy on their little stadium guide was rookie third baseman Brian Anderson, who's, oh, who's Brian hitting, Anderson. hitting like 260 with four home runs. So there you go, man. It faced the franchise <laughs> right there. Brian Anderson could easily be a formerly good pitcher that the Dodgers signed to be a reliever. <laughs> I, I think I'm just maybe confusing him with Brett Anderson, but still. Yeah, I think that that's probably what happened. Either way. Don't know who that is. Don't know anything about him. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah. So things are good over there in uh, Miami, Florida. God, I mean, he's not even opening the top deck. It's just such a waste. I know, right? I tried to go up there. I tried to go. I was like, can I just go up to the top deck? I want to take a picture of like the stadium because that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, you were trying to get that pano. I was trying to get the pano like I do at every ballpark that I go to. And they were like... Uh, no, you can't even go up there. I, I like had seats down on field level and I was like, can I just go up? And they were like, no, it's not open. I was like, why? What does what? it even mean? <laughs> Is it like a safety concern if you go up there? Uh, uh, maybe. I guess maybe you could like hide up there, camp out overnight because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have like staff up there. <laughs> I, My I, 48 I, hours in Marlins Ballpark. <laughs> That actually be that's a good segment for us. We'll go back. That would and, be an awesome segment. Let's just do it. Let's not even ask someone. Let's just find a way up. I'm down. Honestly, let's do it at like City Field. <laughs> that might be more depressing than anything else. Who knows? A fire might break out, right? Yeah, literally. Or we might just catch a we might just catch a glimpse of like David Wright trying to take infield. Oof, that hurts. Sad. Yeah, yeah. really sad. Yeah. He's been resuming baseball activities, which means you can put the countdown clock on three weeks for when he decides to shut it down for the year. Yeah, I was just about to say, is that like a scheduled tweet? David Wright is uh, tossing and resuming baseball activities. I feel like I see that crop up every few months. What is resuming baseball activities? What like technically, what isn't a baseball activity for a professional baseball player? 
If you're a professional baseball player, basically everything in your life is a baseball activity. Yeah, pretty much. Like running? Are you running Walking? at that point? <laughs> Are you on a cardio bike? Are you <laughs> in the dugout? I would argue being with the team, being at any Mets facility is a baseball activity. Like just spitting out sunflower seeds? That's a baseball activity. He's been doing <laughs> that all off season. Yeah. Drinking a beer? <laughs> Do you think David Wright drinks beers? Probably, right? Uh, I feel like he has to at this point, man. <laughs> <That's> all he's <laughs> with the way the last couple of years have gone. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of drinking beer, there's this uh segment in the last episode of Brockmire season one, which I've watched the entire first season since we talked last. Um, which just goes to show you how much free time I have, and also how easy and hilarious it is to watch. So if you are listening to this, you don't watch it yet. You should watch it. That includes you, Alex. But <laughs> the last episode is they're trying to like raise a lot of money and and in their final home game or whatever the team that he announces for and so they have like basically an alcohol drinking game like a beer drinking game in the stands and he's announcing it and he's like doing it along and basically like every time a play happens it's just like everyone drink a beer and he says it in such a weird and hilarious way. So now every time I hear someone talking about drinking a beer, I could just hear Brockmeyer's voice, <laughs> which is a, a ridiculously comical thing to be happening for me walking through my day-to-day life. <laughs> just hearing Hank Azaria as Brockmeyer at all times. Like, it's really sticking with me. Little pop-up to the third base side. Uribe giving chase. Does he have room? He does! Battle in the third. And that means that we are drinking a beer, Morristown. Yeah, that's really strange, man. You might want to get that checked out, honestly. <laughs> and sometimes just the shows stick with you, especially when they're baseball related. Yeah. It's been so long since I've watched a good new baseball related TV show or movie. Uh, yeah. Well, there aren't that many, honestly. I feel like it's so hard to translate sports into fictional TV shows because it be because it shouldn't be that hard. But part of it's like, why am I just going to watch a fictional baseball show when I can just go watch a baseball game instead? Because a real baseball game, you actually have to watch Julius Chassin versus Vince Velasquez. Right, well, there you in go. A fiction, <laughs> in a fictional baseball game or in a fictional baseball TV show, you can watch Hank Azaria's Brockmeyer getting fucked up in the booth. <laughs> yeah, you can you can watch a woman pitch for the Padres until like FX canceled it or HBO or whatever was carrying that show. Damn true. I need to watch that. I need to go back and watch that. Yeah. It's good. I'll do it. I'll do it before before we do the long talked about fantasy draft of every fictional baseball player that we've always said we were going to do for an episode and never actually marathon the movies. I know. And now we don't live together. So like, when is that ever going to happen? <laughs> we're just going to have to do it via Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave my phone plugged into a charger propped up in the corner of the room. <laughs> Here we go. I suppose we don't need to be in the same room for that. We just need to be... It, it having doing the draft at the same time we could watch no, the movies no, 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 no. we have to be in the same room all right all right fine it makes for a better story and also we can like point scouting things out to each other yeah but it just I, makes but, for an all-around better draft what do you, we're drafting two teams i'm not going to give you my scouting tips all right guy what are we looking for we're looking what so we're looking for someone's going to be tipping their pitches in a fucking baseball movie everyone's tipping their pitches in a baseball movie what are you picking up <laughs> I don't know, man. He doesn't end in a fielding position. <laughs> I don't see Greg Maddox in him. Oh, my God. We can do this collectively. It's for it's for the content, man. It's not for the competition. It's for the content. Yeah. The content machine. Yeah, except for when you picked Francisco Lindor in the all-gift draft solely because I wanted him. 
okay obviously i did pick it so like he's not just a bum off the bottom of the scrap heap he's obviously a very interesting player i'm still helping my team <laughs> first words out of your mouth uh for the record i did this because i knew that you wanted them alex <laughs> that's not true you're gonna have to go back and find that to prove it <laughs> all right i like how we're just recounting uh other episodes we've had and ones that we might have in the future this is this is yeah. this is good content i mean it's been so long since we've done a real episode. It's only right that we get people back in the mood for what our show actually is. Yeah, clearly. And it's mostly stupid stuff. Yeah, true. Um, but we do have a few things that we wanted to touch on today. And we'll keep this episode on the shorter side. Um, but some uh, semi-large things have happened just in the last few weeks. Um, and the most notable one recently was the MLB draft happened. And, yeah. and that's fun i guess uh i would argue that actually the the direct baseball part of that is probably the least fun part because you watch these players get drafted and then you get excited for a few minutes and then you're like okay see you in four years when you make the majors <laughs> yeah. or don't but there were some good names that were called on draft day the the a's drafted kyler murray who's going to play quarterback for the oklahoma sooners in the fall so that's fun. Yeah. Can I just say, I have some thoughts about the MLB draft. It's easily the worst draft in professional sports because you can't trade picks and you can't like move around. It's just very set and you know you're not going to see these players for three years. I think they were talking about it on Effectively Wild, but one of the things that would make it more interesting would be if you could actually trade players or like you could move up and draft a player that you really like. Um, because there are so many players. So I feel like teams get fixated on a guy. And if you could move up that, like there might be a high incentive for, for teams to move up and like get their guy that they scouted for the last, however, five years. Um, yeah, but like, I think part of the biggest problem is there's such a huge pool of players. I mean, by necessity, right. But like, I think it's so much more interesting when it happens in football. Cause what, there are six rounds in a, in the football draft. In baseball, yeah, I think so. in baseball, it's like, oh wow, the A's like forty. The A's traded their twelfth uh, round pick for cash and fourteenth uh, round pick, and I'm like, whoa, whoopty friggin' do. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, obviously that part of it is boring, and that part of it is boring even in the NFL. Like, if you trade like your the three hundred and ninety fifth pick, I don't give a shit. But I think it would be interesting to to see teams try to price picks versus their current superstars you know what i mean like you see it happen when a team is tanking or going through a rebuild or whatever and they trade like evan longoria and you see what he's worth in terms of one salary relief two minor leaguers that you get back that kind of thing i think it would add a different layer to see what how teams price draft picks versus how they might price like a player in the like in the short term more so, I mean, I think it's personally int- really interesting in the NBA how they value picks versus getting a guy for like the stretch run. And so even like in baseball, there's even, I would say, even more movement or like getting a guy for the latter half of the season at the trade deadline. Like, you know, if you need like that one piece, like a pitcher, is that worth probably not a first round draft pick, but is it worth a second round draft pick or is it worth, depending on the guy, is Justin Verlander worth a first round draft pick? Just because like it is such a long game and maybe most of it would end up being moot. Some of these guys won't even see the light of day in an MLB Jersey, but I think it would still be interesting to see how certain teams might prioritize stockpiling draft picks. Like maybe we would get 
a like a more draft pick centric version of the process like maybe the astros would have had like six first round draft picks yeah and they they would have just gotten even better because what we need is a world where the the astros are even better than they are now we can dream right (laughs) it's i mean it's so tough the part of the problem is like you were saying like i mean the percentage of mlb draft picks even first rounders that pan out is so slim i mean you know in the in the first round maybe it's um 25 percent that end up making it to the big league and producing in some way, which is like a pretty high bar to clear, honestly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you get down to the 10th round and it's what, like um, a percentage point or two of those players. So I think that's probably the biggest obstacle is just the way the baseball is set up and the, the amount of development time. It's just so, I mean, every single pick is a lottery pick. You're, the sixth overall pick just literally may not he may flame out in double a which is i think the the most difficult part about it and why fans generally just don't care <laughs> it's like un- all of this is, yeah until you until I your think, guy makes like a top 100 list it's like what you know what has he done for, what has he done for me lately all of this is to say that i want a way to turn jabers into like three draft picks <laughs> <laughs> three draft picks wow they could be like 30th round i don't give a shit i just need i need an open spot for Brandon Nimmo to play every day. I know, right? Uh, maybe get rid of Adrian Gonzalez. But that's just my opinion. You know, Adrian Gonzalez is having a better year than Jay Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on a minimum contract. Yeah. Jay Bruce back to the Indians. Bye. <laughs> yeah, like the Indians need Jay Bruce. I mean, they needed him last year, apparently. Whatever. This is not interesting conversation. Let's talk about Kyler Murray. Because it's an interesting like human decision that he's making between uh, football and baseball, just in terms of like how a person might prioritize their health later in life, how a person might prioritize whatever guaranteed money that you would get for being a high draft pick in the MLB, even though, you know, the minor league salaries we've talked about ad nauseum are terrible. You know, NFL is even less guaranteed money. So how a person prioritizes um, based off like the different work that the labor unions have done. There's so many different things that go into someone making this choice. And, you know, by everything that I've read, he's like, he's wanted to be a starting college quarterback for his entire life. So weighing sort of like your childhood dream versus something that you turned out to be better than you thought you were going to be at and provides way more security and, and health safety down the line. And then the added layer is that he's on your team now. So <laughs> you have a vested interest in the fact that he actually comes and plays baseball. Um, yeah, I, I will say like, I'm excited. It's like arguably the riskiest pick, right? I mean, just from a, from a team's perspective, it's a risky pick because yeah. he could go to, you know, play. I mean, he's probably going to be the starting quarterback at Oklahoma this year. So, I mean, he was a five-star quarterback recruit and, and he could, he's playing, this is a football podcast yeah, now, a college right? football podcast, <laughs> but you know, it's football. Any number of things could happen. They can't happen in baseball. Um, and he's also going to lose out on that development time. Uh, he's not going to basically start baseball activities until next spring training, but it's also kind of exciting because he is very, I mean, he's he's very toolsy, right? Like he's fast. He has some raw power in his bat. He's like a very um, unpolished baseball player. I mean, I, I don't think he was really doing much on-field in-game baseball activity until like 
in college until like the last year or two, which yeah. is very strange, but he's super fast and that is awesome. And the amount of, I guess, upside that's there, so to speak, is pretty incredible. And like you were saying, there's a, a pretty great financial incentive for him as far as baseball goes. It's just more lucrative than the NFL. I mean, the A's are giving him almost a $5 million bonus, which is insane and more than people thought he would get from most teams. So, I mean, we'll see how it pans out, but if it pans out, it could be fun and awesome and good, which is the reasons that I watch baseball. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like just the, I don't know. I feel like, you know, with your first round pick, you kind of, you want to sort of get someone that you know is going to have like the baseball skills, right? I guess I, I don't know the MLB draft well enough to see like where you start taking gambles. He was like the, he was, they took him with the ninth pick. Yeah. I think it's fun when teams take gambles on guys that could be, you know, insane athletes. Like I think Byron Buxton as a prospect is fun. Yeah. It's less fun that he's been injured and hasn't been able to consistently put the bat to the ball. But 80 grade speed, a little pop in his bat, kind of like someone who is clearly not a, a lifetime baseball robot who is just going to like spew out all of these boring things and just be like middle of the road 280 hitter with 20 home runs because clearly he's not that because he's he's playing a different sport and choosing to play football also because he wants to i think he could be a really fun player i'm interested to see like how this affects the development though because he's going to be like 21 or 22 by the time he starts really getting mlb full attention development yeah yeah, we'll see. But I mean, like you were saying, I think that that like it's fun. It is fun when teams take risks, and that's not to diss a guy like Brandon Nimmo, who was considered to be a relatively safe pick for the Mets, right? Because he was a good defender, and because he had a really good eye, and those are just skills that tend to translate over pretty well. Um, but when you do have that really kind of toolsy guy who can you who you can dream on, that's like you know, in amazing just from a fan's perspective because you watch the development and you see him, you know, like you were talking about Buxton with that incredible speed of his, just imagining um, the stuff that he could do uh, is pretty incredible. So we'll see how it goes. I, I don't know, but I like, I like the risk, I guess. I mean, I guess I think that that's like what the first round's for, right? Like you might as well just throw that Hail Mary to use a, uh, a noted football term. <laughs> I've watched football before. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hail Marys are fun. Yeah. Although the first overall pick, Casey Mize, is like the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. It's the most proven college pitcher like that we've seen probably in our lifetimes. And it's potentially going to be in like at the MLB level next year. So I'm sure teams value things differently and depending on who's available and you know what you need. But um. I hope in three years we're talking about this again and he's like a 30-30 guy. God, wouldn't that be incredible? (laughs) For you, yeah. Well, and for me, newly minted A's fan (laughs) who has forgotten all about New York as a city. Switching up his allegiance. (laughs) Yeah. I think the other thing that we should mention, at least, is that uh, Luke Heimlich didn't get drafted, which I saw everyone celebrating on Twitter, and rightfully so. The pitcher from Oregon State who... I heard like had anywhere from like second to third round talent and didn't go in any of the 40 rounds because he has a history. He pled guilty to sexually assaulting a minor 
when he was like in his teenage years. And then he went on to pitch in, at the collegiate level. And this has been sort of a story that's come out um, or resurfaced recently as the MLB draft came forward and he put his name into it. So he didn't get drafted. So that's good. But that feels like a pretty low bar to clear for us to celebrate like these 30 teams literally not taking a child abuser. Uh, Do you feel the same way? Uh, yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Um, I mean, like, I don't want to rain. I don't want to rain on like the optimism of people being like, you know, this is justice. This is the right move. And we should sort of applaud that, but I don't feel like we need to over applaud it. You know, this is MLB players. MLB teams are, they did the right thing here, but it's not rocket science to figure out that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And part of me is a little cynical and is like, I don't think that they did this because out of the goodness of their hearts, I think it was probably because they realized it would be a bit of a PR disaster for them. Um, because we have seen the bars, I mean, I'll, we have seen how low MLB teams are willing to stoop to allow bad players on their team, right? So yeah. my guess is just like it was an option of making the active choice of taking him or not doing that. And they were like, well, maybe if we did the active choice of taking him, that would not reflect very well upon us. So that's would be my view on that but you know I, it all works out in the end and we will spare you the the details really surrounding his case but there were some really really awful articles just in the lead up to the draft talking about like well it's just real moral dilemma because here we have two sides and you know both are competing with each other and both hold some weight and like you know is he innocent is he guilty like what does an mlb team do with all this and it's like we're no we're not going to do this we're not going to litigate this whole thing and uh exonerate him just in the public forum just because he can throw a 94 mile per hour fastball it doesn't work like that yeah i will do the due diligence of basically everyone that i saw on my twitter and everyone who has talked about this story of encouraging everyone to go read the best davies stafka piece in baseball prospectus who um it's just like a very uh emotional well done piece just about this situation and about her experience with um this kind of thing and so um, if you care about any of this, which you should, because if you follow sports, you should care about what the teams do and what they put forward as the things they care about. You should go read that piece and we'll link to it in the description. Yeah. Seconded. Uh, yeah. Well, the MLB draft happened while we were not on our watch. So we figured we would give a little bit of recap to it. Um, no sense in really going like down the list of who each of our teams played or who each of our teams picked because I'm not going to pretend to be like some MLB draft expert. <laughs> I don't know any of these guys that the Mets took. Here's me just fucking crossing my fingers. <laughs> yeah, he plays baseball, it looks like. He swings a bat, so that's a plus. What's good news is that he knows where the mound is. <laughs> you know, um, low, uh, low bar to clear for the Mets here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some uh, some good comments from Carlos Gomez, which you don't get all the time. So we're going to live that up while we can. Brushing off, please, baby. I really want to have to ask you twice. Love you, love you, ask me nice. We were the tea in the desert nice. It just seemed like a tag of life. So a little over a week ago, I, it feels like it happened longer ago, but whatever. The article that I have up um, from CBS is from a little over a week ago. Carlos Gomez 
who is playing for who is he? The Rays now. Yeah. Damn. He's been around he's been around the league. I know. But it was it was in response to the Robinson Cano suspension, right? He uh he came out and talked about how really almost essentially exactly what you said when we talked about Robinson Cano. So it's it's a little bit of a unfortunate victory lap for you. But um <laughs> but he basically came out and said that he feels like there's somewhat of a double standard for Latin players in terms of testing, in terms of looking really intensely and scrutinizing what Latin players do. Um, so he said they tell in reference to drug testing in MLB. Um, he said they tell you that it's random, that they do the test randomly, and those players who go out there go and do a drug test. Gomez said, until they prove to me that it is random, I will not believe it because for me it's not random. They go and choose the person they want. It's not random. If it's not that, show it to me. Basically, just insinuating that MLB is kind of white players american players are innocent until proven guilty and that latin players are looked at more as up to no good in terms of steroid use and banned substances and that kind of thing yeah yeah Um, i mean he said he he said quote they pick names tell the truth um and he has been he's been uh he says he's been tested six or seven times already this season which is insane six or seven times that's like every couple weeks i i mean do you have anything to to say about this what are your thoughts on it i want to congratulate him for being so direct yeah uh in a way that you know most mlb players aren't or feel like they can't be um i think it's important that current players speak truth to power on things that they feel like they know to be true and they feel like other players also know it to be true. I'm sure Carlos Gomez is not the only person that feels this way. And I know that he is not alone in terms of people in the media who probably feel this way too. Like I even think maybe it was like Jesus and Miro who were talking about this after Robinson Cano got suspended. And Miro just like kind of off the cuff was like, of course he got suspended. Of course they were testing him. He's Dominican. And so just like the casual knowledge that people have of this, I don't, I don't know enough to be like, this is a a league-wide conspiracy my i would venture to guess that it's more of just an implicit bias in terms of the people who are running these systems but that goes back to systemic racism you know and that's in like most systems in our country and this is not an exception to that i think yeah pretty much we've had three suspensions so far this year for peds uh jorge polanco robinson cano and welling and wellington castillo guess where they're all from the dominican republic yeah. Is that a coincidence? Ah, probably not. I mean, yeah, I, that's obviously not a st- statistically significant sample for all the people who want to be like, well, what about, you know, all these other players who were suspended? But I don't even know that it's it's clearly not as simple as the numbers. It's also, you know, you can't separate, you can't divorce this from the reaction to this too. Like, you know, if you go on Twitter, and obviously Twitter is not really representative of like the world, it's a terrible place in a dark place. Um, I mean, in that regard, it is actually representative of the world. Yeah, it's it brings out like the worst of that, I'll say. (laughs) But um, if you go on Twitter or it doesn't even have to be Twitter, if you if you for whatever reason, turn on like XM radio or or drive time radio for whatever reason, (laughs) literally for whatever reason, if you wanted to listen to them instead of us, I don't know why you would do that. But 
you will hear a lot of dog whistles in response to these kind of things. I'm sure all across the United States, you would hear a lot of dog whistles after the Robinson Cano suspension. And you heard it even when he was on the Yankees. You heard about how he's lazy, how he doesn't run out um, plays to first base. And I think this just kind of gets lumped in with that. It's like, oh, they don't play the game the right way. They don't, they cheat. They're lazy. They, all these different things. And I find it hard to believe that a system designed, a a punitive system like the MLB drug suspension program, um, I find it hard to believe that that doesn't in some way marry the implicit bias that the people who are running it have. Um, yeah, well put. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know honestly that I have much more to add uh, on that. I think that it's like you were saying, it's probably something that is just kind of known uh, around baseball in some regards, and and you know there have been some really strange hoaxes as well that have wrapped up some players from the Dominican Republic this year. Um, like, like guys like Jose Ramirez and Gregory Polanco. And I mean, it just all adds up to this larger picture of the guys who end up being implicated in a lot of these things. And uh, it, it just casts a really weird uh, light around the conversation of, of PEDs and like, you know, it being the scourge that we want out of baseball and, I don't know. I, that putting putting the the brunt of that on uh, Latin American players just feels really icky to me because it it implies icky. It, it, I icky. Like it. Yeah, it implies that we're you know saying something about them and 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 so frankly, you know, Carlos Gomez is right, man. I it's probably not random. I don't know if they're sitting there and and drawing names. Uh, if they're being like, yeah, we got to get this Gomez guy up. It's been, you know, it's we've hit the two week mark, um, but maybe they are. Who who knows? Well, I would not put it past Rob Manfred. <laughs> Rob Manfred, the guy making all the decisions, making every single decision in Major League Baseball. <laughs> as we have talked about, he doesn't delegate literally at all. <laughs> Rob, I don't know oh, how he, he does oh, it. No, no, he is the one holding the peacock. <laughs> He's the one who waited too long to send Ryan Braun's sample in. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so in that sense, I was wrong about Ryan Braun. He didn't ruin that guy's career. Yeah, seriously, man. This I owe an apology to Ryan slander. I want to say uh, I really appreciate how you used the word icky there, and it actually applied. I A personal fave of mine is when childish words apply really well to actual situations. Yeah, seriously. It's just icky, man. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, it's like slimy. Yeah, it's gross. Um, <laughs> icky is a great word. Let's bring it back. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. All right, let's take another short break. Um, and then when we come back, we need to do a quick update on both of our teams. And of course, the Tim Tebow Power Hour. Yes. No doubt, titty out like whoa. I don't give a fuck. Uh-uh. Y'all know my attitude. Can't stand my cologne and stay your ass home. Uh-huh. You ran your chaperone. Uh-huh. Things done change, but we continue to reign as the king and the queen of hip hop. Me and B.I. Frank White still a center of attention. I'm by his side with the chrome fit playing my position. So, we've been trying to do this thing all year where we give brief updates about our teams because, I don't know, we said early on that we would do it. So, we're doing it yeah, momentum hang on why did 
Yeah, why did we say we were going to do this? This isn't fun anymore. No, Can when we, 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 we stop this, <laughs> when we this is a terrible the, idea. Yeah, when we launched the podcast, we were like, well, part of it is going to be the fact that like you're an A's fan and I'm a Mets fan and they're in separate leagues and they're on separate coasts and like part of marrying our friendship is marrying the two teams that we like. And it was a cool idea in theory, and now it's just sad and boring. And then, and then we remembered that we're A's and Mets fans, and that's <laughs> a terrible existence by the time June rolls around. We could never pick two teams. Like, we could never pick two teams where one would be good and the other one would be bad, and they would, like, switch back and forth. They're either always just going to be bad or, like, in a very off chance, they're both going to make it to the World Series in the same year. You know that that's going to be the case. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's no in between. No, they're both going to be a tire fire until they make the World Series together. <laughs> anyway, how are the A's doing? They uh, honestly, they're doing fine. Uh, they just lost to the last place Rangers, so that's fun. But they're 500. They're 500 and in fourth place, so that tells you how fun it is playing in the AL West. But Matt Olson just hit a home run again, so he. As we were talking about the other day, um, he remembered that hitting home runs is good. It helps your team. It helps your team win games. It helps your personal stats. Overall, it's a real net positive. So uh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, I'm happy for you. What, what was your prediction? 85 wins? Yeah, I think I said 85. So that's still within reach. I mean, I think it's well within reach. Yeah. They, they Are need- they getting any help? at all at any point in the season like is are they waiting to call anyone up who's going to be good like at pitching specifically since they have none of that um well they have none of that and then they've had guys go on the dl so now they have like negative that like i don't i I don't even know what their starting rotation looks like just they've had a butt ton of injuries just kind of across the roster but Dude, they should have signed bartolo let's be honest oh god have fun or tim lincecum who was just released by the rangers uh yeah although i mean (laughs) i don't know if that's the answer bringing him back to the bay area i feel like would be really stressful for him absolutely but no he's playing in oakland now he doesn't have to deal with all the giants fans i mean they would probably find him (laughs) but i'm saying they should have signed bartolo before the season uh yeah that's true although who knew bartolo was gonna be like actually good oh my god right how old is he 45 and he just didn't he shut the A's out the other day? Uh, he had a yeah, he had a good game. I think he maybe gave up a couple of runs at the end, but he got a win, mm-hmm. and he tied Satchel Page for all time wins. I think, bro. If you're t- <laughs> what the hell? If you're tying <laughs> Satchel Page in anything, <laughs> unbelievable. Long live Bartolo. Yeah, he uh, he's putting in that work for your gift team. He really is, man, which we haven't really updated in a while. No. And by a while, I mean since we did the draft. <laughs> and we should probably... Today, which was like a, I know. recirculating our content. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe the revised promise is we'll go in mid-season and see how our teams are doing. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. what more do people want? Yeah, right? What do people want from us, huh? When we make it onto SB Nation, we'll refresh it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. How are uh, how are the Mets doing? You know the answer to this question. I, I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear you say it. I text you no less than five times a week complaining about the Mets. And not just complaining, being like... Five, ta- five times a week? I'd go day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I text you no less than five times a week just being like, 
there is no worse pain on earth than being a Mets fan. Yeah, pretty much. Why did I start watching baseball again? What was fun about this? Yeah, true. We went away for like three weeks. We celebrated our graduation. We had a lot of nice dinners. We went out for drinks, all that stuff. We came back and now we get this. Yeah. Really? Like talk about like getting cold water poured on you. Yeah, they're in kind of a tailspin right now, to uh, to say the least. The thing is, they're a bad team. They have bad players. <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't be a bad team. Like, I don't think that they're this bad. But you're already hearing talk about, well, why don't they just trade it? You know, the Mets are willing to trade uh, DeGrom and Syndergaard before the deadline. And it's no, like, oh, no, no, no. They didn't say that. That's not true. They I said that s- they're not willing to trade those two. Really? You sure? Yeah. Oh, yep, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry I had to break that to you live on the podcast. <laughs> All right, was, that was uh, the one thing you were holding on to, that they weren't going to shade those two? Let's run it back. <laughs> you were saying... Yeah, I, I, there were the reports today that they, you know, they're willing to trade um, Degrom and Syndergaard before the deadline, and I'm like, y'all, it's June. Like, we don't have to make an ultimatum on the fate of these teams yet. So they had a good April and they had a bad May. Why are we be like, like, so we're just forgetting that April happened? I guess at this point, like, yeah. I don't like. Obviously, so there's some recency bias involved, and clearly they have not looked very good. Like, I will give them credit for that. They have looked like a bad baseball team, but that's. I feel like part of it is maybe just a factor of it that they've just been losing a lot of games recently after winning a lot of games to start. Like no one thought they were going to go 162 and 0 and no one thinks that they're also going to lose out. So the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Get out of here with that logic. <laughs> Come on. No one asked for this. I'm on the New York Post article, the Joel Sherman article, and you know, whatever. It is what it is. They said that they're willing to trade them if they don't turn the season around and if it's the right deal. I'm on some level, like that's not even really news. No one is untradeable if you're a team that's not in first place. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, the A's were in first and they traded Ioannis Cespedes for a pitcher. <laughs> right? Like if you can if you can legitimately get the right deal, I I mean I would never bless a trade for either of those people because it would crush me. I think actually seeing DeGrom on another team. I think that would break me as a fan. Yeah, I know. Um, do you do you saw the uh, the posts uh, back page the other day with with uh, Degrom and Syndergaard in, in, in Yankees jerseys? Yeah, it actually that's made so me cool. legitimately that's so, nauseous. That's so cruel. Why would you do that? Anyway, the, the point that I was going to make is that I'm on this post article, and two of the like suggested headlines at the top are <laughs> Paul Loduca. Mets built their team completely the wrong way. Oh, Paul Loduca, thanks for your input. Why is this an article? It's 2018. Paul Loduca was good in like 2008 and he took steroids to be good. I don't care what you think about how they built their team. Are you a GM, Paul Loduca? That's so interesting that you have a front office job around the league. Fascinating. Maybe you should come build a team, Paul Loduca. Just draft a bunch of catchers who take steroids. That's totally unfair. I liked Paul Duca when he was a Met, but I'm vulnerable right now, Alex. And the other headline that's up there that's about the Mets is, which I saw today, I read this article earlier. Did you hear about this? Mets minor leaguer gives up 14 runs, comma, immediately retires. Um, No, I did not hear about this. What? 
<laughs> Mets minor league pitcher Aaron Laffey began Wednesday night as the starting pitcher for the AAA Las Vegas 51s. By the end of the evening, he had given up 14 runs and quit baseball altogether. <laughs> After allowing 12 earned runs in a 16-4 loss to New Orleans Baby Cakes, Laffey pulled the plug on a career that spanned over 10 big league seasons and more than 50 major league starts. So he gave it a shot, and he gave up 14 runs, and the Mets broke him too. Holy crap, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I recognize his name. You said, like, he's played in the big leagues before, right? Yeah, yeah. It said he played in the big leagues for 10 seasons altogether. But, yeah, I just think it's funny that in the midst of all of this, the New York Post and other places are jumping on it as a way to be like, Mets minor leaguer retires because he can't deal with the Mets organization and giving up 14 runs and being terrible. Like, that's not really what this was here, but it's a funny headline. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty incredible. God, that hurts, man. What a night. And then there's another, there's another, um, yeah, seriously, what a night. RIP to his career. I'm sad for him. But pitching in that Las Vegas stadium is terrible. And then the two suggested columns on the side are uh, with regards to the Subway series. Headline, Mets about to get a devastating taste of the prizes they're lacking. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, and then the dread and thrill of Subway Series has never looked like this. Oh my God. I like how you're just reading me New York Post headlines now. I mean, it's kind of accurate to how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> That's how far we've fallen. I mean, okay, so before the season, I did my whole thing where I was like, I'm just going to be positive. It's fine. Whatever. I'm not just going to get, I'm not going to get involved with the ups and downs, but like, it's not that I even think that they're this bad, you know, like I'm, I'm with you for the most part. It's just, it's legitimately not fun to watch. It's depressing. They're not a good team. They're not fun to watch. Yeah. Even when they win, it's not fun. They win like two, one and it never feels good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're bad and they can't hit at all. Yeah. Yeah. Watching baseball is an exercise in futility and torture, really. And I don't know why any one of us does it because it only it only ends in pain every single time. Aside from the fact that they're just like not winning and not scoring a lot of runs, they don't even do the things that I like. They don't steal bases. They don't make good defensive plays. Yeah. You know, like those are fun things to watch. Those are highlights. All the stuff that we talk about on this podcast that we love to watch and that makes Mets players gifable. They don't do it. <laughs> and there's a reason that I didn't like that only one player got drafted in the all gift draft and it was Noah Syndergaard and he's on the DL. <laughs> so there's not much there. I don't know how they're still selling tickets. Gosh, man. So things the are good. News, I'm going to see the Phillies tomorrow. <laughs> Thing, things are good up in Queens. Things are good. I need to do, I need to do something like I need to reset the mojo. I need to like do some kind of, ceremony or like luck cleanse to reset this season now before it's too late okay 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 hear me out all right hear me out they might they might have a savior they just might have a savior (laughs) god damn it and his name his name bobby his name just might be timothy richard tebow i like how Tim Tebow is legitimately the only professional athlete who I know his middle name confidently. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's not a thing you need to know. No, it's not. But it's a thing. It's not a thing you ever knew you needed to know. But now yeah. you did. Now it's like well, I will say though, it's like that's only for current athletes. Like they used to just yell about Kobe, Bean, Brian, and Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan, whatever, <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, Timothy Richard is the new Michael Jeffrey Jordan. How about that? Wow. How about that? That's bold. 
how's he been doing i have next to no concept of how he's been doing since we graduated college folks not good (laughs) reader let me tell you uh because last time we spoke he was actually doing pretty well like he had put together a decent season yeah he was hitting yeah he was hitting like in the mid 200s i mean i suppose so he's still hitting 240 on the season which is not terrible but he's been hitting like 220 over the last few weeks with no home runs and he's striking out at a pretty incredible clip i guess he's still walking which is nice but he literally has not had an extra base hit since like the middle of may he's also 31 that's yeah that's also true (laughs) he's older than jacob Degrom, (laughs) and he's gonna be the Mets savior yeah you never know man it's bleak man it could happen it's bleak i believe in him i believe in him if they call him up i believe in him he'll hit home run yeah he he probably would too you know he would hit a home run in his first game i would cry I, from like from not knowing what emotions I was feeling, not from happiness. Or I was just sadness. gonna say, what, what would you be feeling at the in that moment? It'd be like that, like my emotional cup is overflowing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. happy for him. I'm happy that he's sticking this out. Like he seems to really like it. Uh, apparently, man. Like I, I, did, I, didn't, I don't know why he would still be doing it. I really did not think it would last this long. I mean, we're we're in year three, basically, at this point. If we're counting his fall league stint in 2016, so yeah, congrats to him, man. I don't think he makes 2016, it. man. That's a year that happened that forever is, ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and 2016. Okay, I want to posit the idea that 2016, July 4th, when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors, that's when the simulation broke. Since then, obviously, I don't want to talk about politics, but since then, that happened. Kevin Durant's been on the Warriors. There's been no competition in basketball, and Tim Tebow is playing baseball for the for the team that I root for. Yeah, true. Not to mention what's going on in uh, in the president's office. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I just the simulation is broken beyond repair. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what it, I don't know what it would take to fix it. Like maybe Lil B as president for two years and bright and burn out i think tebow getting called up is what would fix it frankly that's just that <laughs> Maybe needs, it was. like call call him up home run in his first game and then cut him and i die and that's it and then the simulation's better then things start anew yeah someone recodes it oh god Tim tebow recodes it himself <laughs> Well, we uh, we said that this was going to be a shorter podcast, and so continuing with our brand, we made it about normal length. It's going to come in like right at an hour <laughs> every time. We could have one topic. We could have literally one topic, and we would somehow manage to stretch it out for the full time. Yeah, thousand percent yes. Although, if you think about it, what we could have done is make it four hours since we've missed like four weeks. That is true. <laughs> so props to us for that, I guess. We spared everyone. Yeah. By the fourth hour, I would have just been asking you, like, what did you eat for breakfast yesterday? <laughs> did you listen to any new good songs recently? Oh, my God. Yeah. Feels good to be back, though. Definitely. Hopefully hopefully we can um, actually get back to uh, our regularly our regularly scheduled programming at this point. Yeah. We um, 
you know, we've been kind of in and out of apartments, living situations since graduation. Um, so it's been a little hard to kind of coordinate, but hopefully we'll have some good guests for you in the near future. Um, we're working on that. Yeah. And, and, and we have, we have some cool projects that we talked about working on this summer. So maybe now that we actually have normal lives back, we can, uh, we can get to work on those. So some, Definitely. some fun stuff coming down the pipeline, not to mention we're, we're slowly creeping up on a year of tipping pitches. So we got to keep that in the back of our minds. We have to do something really special for that. Oh, we're going to throw a banger is what we're going to do. <laughs> what if we're not in the same place? Anyway, that's a different issue for a different day. <laughs> um, we are in different places, different cities right now. So um, if you couldn't tell, we are doing this over a call. So the audio quality will be a little lower than usual. And it'll be that way for a little while for the time being. So hang with us. If you're listening to this, we thank you for coming back to us. And we hope to get back on track and give you some good stuff to listen to over the next few weeks. Yeah. Our email, as always, is tippingpitchespod at gmail.com. If you want to slide us a listener question, maybe we'll remember it. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, if we're being quite honest. But send us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your Bartolo gifts. We're always looking for more. Our DMs on Twitter are always open, so you can slide in there if you want to chat with us. You can literally just send us a GIF without even a comment. Oh, we'll appreciate it. Oh, we'll appreciate that way more than you actually sending words. Or you can. We'll send you a GIF back and forth, and we'll see how long we can keep it going. Oh, we could keep it going forever. Is the answer, <laughs> especially with the with the database. Yeah, truly. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in, y'all, and we will see you very soon. Later, y'all. Yeah. Yeah.